at training, you've got to be a pest as well to all the better players. You just got to like go in their pit. They're probably all looking at you like, oh, what's he doing in here? But you just go in there, you just sit in the corner, you just listen, you just watch. Like, that's what I essentially did some weekends, like with SWAT. You just sit in the corner of the pit and you just listen to the Alex Orr's talk or the, the Ringo's or the Ryan Jackers and you just hear and just have a listen to what they say and just interpret it your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This is episode 27, and this week we're sitting down with Broderick Ward. Ricky Bobby, as they call him, was someone that I had a chance to bump into a few times, and yeah, just the, the short few conversations we've had, I just knew he was someone that really has a growth mindset when it comes to paintball. He wants to push himself as far as possible, so I thought he was a perfect fit for the show, and the episode pretty much speaks for himself. Hopefully this is one that if you are taking paintball at all serious, that you get plenty out of this. Now, as I'm sure you all know by now, the unfortunate news that I will be wrapping up Down Under Paintball at episode 30. Unfortunately, I've had to focus on some other things such as my career and have to put the show on the back burner for the moment. However, I have offered the show to a few other people if someone wanted to take it over. Got someone that's a little bit interested at the moment, so fingers crossed. If Down Under Paintball doesn't continue exactly how it is now, it still will continue in some capacity once uh, after episode 30. Now, with that said, I have shut down the Patreon. I didn't think it was right to keep taking people's money if the show was going to end, but still want to give a shout out to Alex Orr and Connor Johnston for hooking me up being the top dogs before I shut down the Patreon. So thank you to you two so much for that. And thank you all the other Patreon supporters throughout the whole entire show and everyone else who's tuned in. It's been such an honor to bring these stories to everyone and sit down and yeah, bring, bring Australian and New Zealand paintball to the forefront every week. So thank you all once again for your continued support. So I've teased a few times over the show that I was going to do a Q&A episode. So I had a few questions come in. I was going to hold up until we got some more to do a whole episode on. But since that's not going to happen, I'll just run off a few of them in the next few episodes before we finish up. This one comes in from Christopher Strzok. He's actually a listener all the way from Canada. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for dropping us a line and asking a question. So he wants to know if there's any tips for a speedball player with a hearing disability. And he said that, yeah, unfortunately, hearing aids don't uh, make much of a, a help on the field. So the only sort of advice I can give there is, fortunately, we, yeah, we did have um, a player in Sydney for a number of years who was completely deaf playing. Um, his name sort of escapes me. It's Daniel. I forget his last name, but everyone did call him Vision. But he was playing in the time of coaching. So I know myself and a lot of other players got to learn sign language and at least for for paintball and, and to that side of things. So, you know, we could say what snake was, we could say what a Dorito was and um, and things like that. But my biggest advice would probably be to just make sure that the refs are on board because I know that a few times it did happen that, um, you know, referees were getting frustrated with Daniel, um, you know, calling him out from behind him where he couldn't see and uh, wondering, you know, why he wasn't getting out when they were saying out. So I think it might be just something to make sure all the referees know that, you, you know, you are playing with a, a hearing uh, disability and that, 
you know, they might need to, to move in, in your field of vision if they are going to be calling you out and things like that. And again, just making sure you have that conversation with your team and that when you're, you're playing and, and you can actually see them that they are using, you know, hand signals and, and things like that. Like it doesn't take very long. I know a lot of players still do uh, use hand signals even when they are, are just talking normally. So it wouldn't be too hard to have that conversation with your team and just make sure everyone's on board with what they can do to help you the most. But I definitely know that with the state of how the game is these days without sideline coaching, uh, I know a few times Daniel did get in positions like that where he was just having a game because he was on his own, didn't really have all that extra input coming from the sideline or anything. And he, you know, he would just sort of be playing his own game and man, the amount of times I saw him, you know, get three kills in a game and things like that. He was just doing such a good job for, um, you know, someone with a disability. So thanks heaps uh, for dropping in the question, Christopher, and uh, good luck with everything. And yeah, just keep us in touch. I, w- I want to know how your, your career and everything goes over in Canada, and maybe we could see you over in Australia one day too. And with that, we're going to jump straight into this week's episode of Down Under Paintball. Okay, I need to find paintball again. If that's the kind of commitment you're going to give, then that's the kind of commitment I want. So I'm sticking. You're listening to Down Under Paintball. I mean, everybody on that team was a veteran. Everybody. This is Will McDonald, and you're listening to Down Under Paintball. It does make it a more interesting sport for the masses. They are doing it better than anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, show, show other women that might be interested in playing that, hey, you know, you can go out there and you can be successful in this sport. It's best. I've got the best seat in the house with some of the best paintball in Australia. And you're listening to Down Under Paintball. I don't, I don't enter into the politics. I'm not interested. I'm just trying to, you know, grow the sport, get more people playing paintball. I'm sitting here this week joined by Ricky Bobby, as everyone calls him. It's Broderick Ward. How's yes. it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, great. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I I got to play paintball, so I'm I'm happy. <laughs> oh yeah, I played a little bit that day too. Yeah. That game that we lost that total war. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. What What about yourself? Like, have you been besides that? Have you been playing playing much paintball? Um, almost every weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, try to get out there and do some drills and do some points. Um, there's been less people going out and training lately because of the COVID stuff, but you know, you just do with what you can. Um, not so much now that I've got a broken finger, like can't do anything at all. So after that recovery's done, then I'll be straight back out there almost every Saturday and Sunday trying to yeah, get right. better. So trying how to do your finger? Along was some it... people to get better too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, is your finger a paintball injury? No, actually, I'd like to say I did at work, but I didn't. I don't know. I'm messing around with a couple of my workmates off work. And, uh, yeah, I broke my finger then, which is frustrating and, you know, all the above, but you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's a shame, but uh, I guess it's, yeah, it's uh, of all the injuries you could have, it, especially at the moment with all the, all the viruses going around, it's... <laughs> I'd really rather cool. a finger than a foot or something. At least I can yeah. walk around and do something. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess you could just use like another, it's, which is it your trigger finger? 
No, no, it's my ring finger on my right hand. Yeah, there you go. You can still shoot a paintball gun. You just don't want to get hit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. It's just nagging pain, but, you know, whatever. So uh, where are you joining us from tonight? Where are you calling in from? Uh, Well, me and Lily rent together in Bly Park and Windsor. Yeah, nice. We used to live in Tamworth, but about a year ago, we decided to move up here and, you know, job opportunities and stuff and, of course, paintball as well. Yeah, so let's uh let's dive into that. Like, how did uh how did you get into paintball? How did it all start? Well, the first time I ever played, it was his 16th birthday, and it was my birthday. I've been waiting for years to play. Like, I was one of those kids that just wanted to put on the ghillie suit and go out there and hide and just wait for like the unsuspecting person to walk past and just light them up. Anyway, I realised that was not the case, and I went and played and. Joey and Craig and Jonesy and all those boys were there and um, they all had like the CS2s and stuff and I was running around with the Tipman and they all had the Eskimo jerseys on. I was like, oh, my God, I want to do what they're doing. So I just pursued it from there. Um, it wasn't until like two years ago after, after my 16th is when that happened. Uh, and then I just talked to Jonesy and just got it started off from there and started playing with the Eskimos. Travelled the Dubbo two weeks straight after I met Jonesy by myself, not knowing who anyone was. <laughs> he said, yeah, there's this, there's this bloke there that runs Eskimos. His name's Jamie. If you just go chat to him, he'll get you all sorted. So I just drove the Dubbo by myself, um, not knowing who anyone was. So I met Tom Foster, Jamie, and like all the Dubbo boys there, and they were just you know, they were just happy to have another person there to shoot at. Uh, that was the first time I shot an electrode gun as well. Yeah. And that was awesome. Like, I think that's the thing that hooked me was one of Jamie's Ego 11s from, like, probably 20 years ago or something. <laughs> and then, you know, I just bit the, bu- bit the bug like everyone else did. Just kept yeah. playing, just watching videos. Wanted to get better, just... Just wanted to be playing at the highest level, so that's what I like pursued for, and yeah, eventually happened in Australia. And now you just you just want to keep pushing to higher levels. Yeah, nice. So, like when you, you like the boys that you saw at Tamworth, like were were they uh, like just there for a training day or something? Is that that how you first sort of saw it? I'm pretty sure it was a club day. We used to have a club day at Tamworth every the first Sunday of each month. So yeah, okay. You know, like, everyone knew that was a time to go to play and everyone would be there, so that might have been the time that they were all there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, th- like, did they put you against them or, or were you sort of off in your own, like, social group when you were 16? Like, they, you, Jonesy and that weren't beating up on you with the electro oh, no, guns, were they? they? I think they split everyone up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they split everyone up. Yeah, nice. So uh, yeah, just to make it fair, so you know, all the punters come back and play, and yeah. they're not all scared. So, so what field was that that you guys are playing at at uh, at Tamworth? Yeah, like one of the bushwall fields there. I'm like we played on. They got like eleven fields there or something. So I'm pretty sure we played on half of the fields that day. Well, uh, what's like the actual facility's name? Like the, the uh, paintball Tamworth Paintball and Laser Tag. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Y family used to own it, but I think they they gave it to someone else in their family now that runs oh, it. Oh, yeah. Recently. 
Yeah, I think he handed it down to his son or something like that. Yeah, his face looked familiar. I just you know, he didn't have the Y the Y name at the end of his name, so I wasn't too sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I um. Yeah. I don't know too much about him, but I saw that the big social media post like that they were they were they were passing it on. Um, yeah. No, the Y family's been good. Like they helped me for the period of time that I was there playing paintball. Like they always. I mean, they had the mini war on, and there was like 200 people there, and they just wanted everyone to be happy. So yeah, they got nice. good souls. Were they running like airball there, or was it just like tire fields and stuff? No, it's just uh, 44 gallon drum fields. You know, there's planes everywhere. There's sheds. There's um, you name it, it's there on the field somewhere. There's a <laughs> trenches field. You know. Yeah, like Greg Lyke could just get whatever he wanted. It was just weird, but you know, it was good to play on. You just snap a tree or something if you go there by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I guess like playing all that weird stuff, you you sort of get used to like uh, like strange layouts and stuff like that. Like when you you got to try and name bunkers or try and talk to your teammates when there's just weird stuff all over the field. Yeah, and it's also harder to communicate when someone's ramping a forty-four gallon drum in your ear. Like you gotta, you gotta be very clear and direct with what you say. And actually, the f- the f- first field we usually played was just a forty-four gallon drum field. And usually, at that, uh, there'd only be like two standing up next to each other, so you'd have to like get on your knees and like try to snap off the ground out of it. So it was hard. So that that taught you like. To play tight i guess yeah no it's cool it's um yeah different different way but i guess like whatever um whatever whatever you got to work with like if there's no airball field you gotta you gotta play somewhere so yeah well i definitely cherish those moments like playing on the playing on the woods ball fields like i just love playing on them now you know it's nothing different i'm not just a airball player that just wants to play up air all the time yeah no, it's cool. It's um, well, yeah. It, it seems to be like a bit of a trend now. Like uh, people were really divided before, but like the players these days seem to play both, which is good. It's uh, yeah, just, I reckon to get skills. Just happy to play, happy to yeah. shoot people in the face. So, so, what guns? Like, what was your first gun? Did it take you a while to buy an electro gun? Uh, took me about eight months, but I paid the deposit like almost straight away. I got a CS2 for my first gun just because. I always use Jonesy's like spare CS2 or CS1, and that's just what I knew. I never had used another gun, although I did use, you know, some other guns here and there, but they'd always crap out on me, and the CS2 is flawless all the time. So that's just what I bought. Yeah, nice. So, like, if it was eight months, like you wouldn't have been eighteen then. How did you handle? How did you handle uh, like owning a gun and, oh, uh, no. and all that kind of stuff? S- sorry. Um... So the first time, like the first time I played was when I when I was sixteen. Oh, okay, yeah. And once sorry. I started playing, I was what? How old was I? I think like nineteen or something is when I went to the club day with Joey yeah. and that. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes more sense now. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah. I'm uh I'll just I want to know a bit more. Like your trip to Dubbo was that uh was did Jamie still own the field then? Is his no, field out there? I don't believe so. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure what his name was that owned the field, but, you know, Jamie still had a lot of influence with that field, I guess. Uh, yeah, cool. So there was like all, 
all the Dubbo boys that were out there, there was like Ethan Ryan, James Pippen, they were all just starting up as well. Uh, and they had an airborne field there that, you know, we didn't have in Tamworth, so I drove four and a half hours one way to get there to play against them. Uh, now I don't think I'd do that, but back then, you know, I just wanted to play paintball on a sub airfield because I just saw it on YouTube all the time, so. Yeah, so was uh was that just like a training day or or did you go out there was it an event no four and a, half hours yeah they, they did the same thing as us like had their club day on the first right. sunday so i'm pretty sure they had their club day the weekend after us for some reason so i went i went to our club day and then straight to theirs the next weekend yeah nice so that's an eskimo brothers club day is that well is? yeah I, I guess you could call it that but not just Eskimo people go, like anyone can go, but yeah, okay. yeah it was on, um, I found out about it on Facebook from the Dubbo Action Sports Paintball Facebook page. So, yeah, okay, I was like, all right, that, that sounds like something I want to do, so I just went for it. No, I like it, it's uh, it's cool because it, yeah, it can be a bit like that. Um, it, it seems like it can be a bit hard for new guys to get into it. Um, and I, like I know in Sydney. Like everyone just goes to action, but um, yeah. like I guess on these satellite cities, like it could be hard to sort of navigate that. So it's um, it's good that you sort of found that, and it's, I guess it's good that there's guys like the Eskimo brothers out there to show show people where to go. And yeah, to that's exactly. Yeah, that's was that's what I was about to say. Like if the Eskimos weren't a thing, then you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now because I probably wouldn't be playing paintball. <laughs> so yeah, props to them. Yeah, nice. So. Is there much of a scene around Tamworth or is it just sort of like scrimmages and stuff like that? No, there's probably when I was playing like with Joey and Craig and that when I lived there, it'd just be uh, about five or six of us that would go out and play together. And then we just hope that there'd be plenty of punters to have like a, you know, a good five on five side or you just split it evenly. So no, it's not a good scene out there. It's, Definitely gotten worse than what I was when I, what it was when I was there. But you know, I'm pretty sure Craig and Hayden and Joey and all that still go out there and play and try to support the club. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's um, like it's just crazy. Like when I first like met you and and Jonesy and that, and I just I can't believe how far you guys used to travel to Sydney to play. So um, it's it's cool oh, to see cool. that there's like this. It's although it's a small community that it's it's still there and yeah it's 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 happening. So uh, like if you wanted to travel like to your nearest airball field like besides Dubbo like where else do, do you sort of have from Tamworth? Uh, I'd say the closest would be Coffs Harbour. Would be yeah, okay. Closest. Like especially with an event too, that's the closest event for Tamworth. So we used to. I think I played a couple of tournaments with like the Tamworth boys there. Actually, Coffs Harbour was my first ever sub air tournament I went to. Nice. Uh, I only played the Sunday because Jonesy said he just wanted me to watch the Saturday. So I watched the Saturday, watched everyone play, and played Sunday. And didn't do too crash hot, but you know, just learning learning phases. What format was that first event? Was it five men? Yeah, it was the five men in September or October. So October 2018. Coffs Harbour Five Man was my first tournament. Yeah, right. That's that's cool. So, um, 
was there divisions or anything like that, or were you just thrown in up, up against the big boys to begin with? Um, I think there was a divi- an open division and an AM division, and I'm pretty sure we played the AM divi- in the AM division. I can't remember. Like, I got <laughs> You know, people walk around in all these kitted up stuff and I'm just like looking at them like, oh, these guys are just going to murder me, and, <laughs> you know, all that. But um, I think Elmo and all that was there. The people that was in my team were Lee Henderson, Jonesy, um, Cal Hodges, James and all that. So, actually, Cal was the first person I saw that, like, recognised that he was good. And I was like, oh, I want to be like him. <laughs> and nice. yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but yeah, no, it is a, a sport like that. People people come and go quite often. Unfortunately, you are yeah, it's it's just the way the way the sport is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is expensive sometimes, I guess. So you know, it's hard. Yeah, no, that's it. And uh, it's it's a sport that you either do when you're you're young before kids, or you do when you're when you're older and you've got some money behind you. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the way hopefully it's kids aren't on the cards for a couple of years. So I'll yeah, up. yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, just focus on paintball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> important stuff. Um, so yeah, like how long? So after that, like I know you were you were traveling down to Sydney quite a bit. How how long before you started making that commitment? Um, to to get down down here to action. I think it would have been like um in between round two and three of 2019 because round two was when i played my first pro tournament but i only played like four or five points so i guess you can count it but i don't count it um and then every every weekend after that i'd travel down to sydney i'd I'd leave friday afternoon drive five hours to jacker's place sleep over for two nights and then drive back sunday night yeah right and off to work on monday yeah so You know, that's what I wanted to do at the time, so I was willing to do it. I'd I'd stay over at um Dondi's place in Coogee here and there, like go and see the beaches and stuff and, you know, just keep it just not all the same. Come and run four or five points on a Sunday, then drive home. <laughs> but that's that's what you had to do to get better. Like you get, that's where all the good players were, so that that's where you had to go. Yeah, so like I'm actually like really keen to to know. So um, for those that don't don't know, like you, you're uh, on SWAT this year. You made it on the Sydney SWAT. Yes. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that was last. Yeah. The start of this year is when they asked me, and I didn't. I didn't. Um, what's the word? I said yes straight away because I had a feeling the question was coming along. So. Yeah, I don't think there's many people that have been asked after like a year and what is it it'd almost be like a year and three months or something after your first your first uh uh paintball event so it's uh, like i'm keen to know sort of what like what kind of things have you been doing to to get good so quickly um just watching heaps of footage i guess that that would be the main thing just watching footage on youtube like youtube is just you know, anyone can go there, just type up Paintball USA and you'll just see some of the best players in the world playing and you just you just watch them how they play and just learn, just ask questions of why and how they're doing things and you'll just automatically learn 
Uh, that's what I done. And then just travel, just play as much paintball as you can. Just travel with your mates, have fun, play at different events. Don't just play one single event. Um, like I traveled to Queensland a couple of times. The first one was with the Eskimo brothers and then this two more times with Danger Zone, which was like Maka, Jacka, Danny and all that. Oh, yeah. I think that's really when it started the kickoff, like learning off those guys and making those guys push you. Like I was playing the snake one with those guys and I was terrified of the snake at that stage. Like I didn't want to go on a snake because I thought someone would just come and hammer down my head. But um, with those guys behind you, pushing you and just learning, like it's just, I guess it's just, um, you have to succeed after that point. Like there's no way to not succeed with the knowledge that they're giving you. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah. So how many events do you think you played last year in 2019? Uh, I played all the sevens. I played two coughs events. I, I think I played two Queensland events or three. I think there was three, yeah, there was three events. Um, and then just like three-man, uh, the Wagga three-man event, I played that one oh, yeah. too. So maybe 10 or 12 events all up. Yeah, nice. There's almost uh, one a month. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's playing paintball every weekend. I didn't care if it was a tournament or practice, you know, you just got to go out there and play and learn. Yes, yeah, so then... Like when you when you're out practicing, like I know you you said you were coming down to Sydney almost every week. Like, are you a kind of guy that's out there doing drills, or are you always trying to spin points? Um, when I was driving down to Sydney, all I want to do was spin points because that's what I was there for. I just wanted to play. But now that I live here, I try to do drills on a Saturday, hone in some stuff I want to work on from last weekend that I'm not happy with. And then play points on a Sunday. Like, I think because um, Sundays you're with your team most of the time. So that's when you do team stuff and then you do all your individual stuff through the week and on a Saturday. Yeah, nice. So, um, like, you mentioned, like, you pull out things you're not happy with. Like, how do you how do you get that? Are you, like, one to film yourself or is it just things that, you you know, you felt that you weren't you weren't up to par on? Um, I think everyone knows when they make a mistake and it's just recognizing if you want to learn from the mistake or you just get angry with it. So not so much filming things, but just taking a mental note of like, oh, I could have done this better at that time to make that happen or something like that. And then you taking that mental note, you actually remember it the next time you play. It just like um it just clicks in your head it's just like a light switch it's just like oh my god this happened last time and this is what i said to myself i should have done and then maybe maybe that's not the right thing again but you still learn from it you just carry on the next the next point it's just i guess it's just photographic memory you just remember it and just go along from there no i think it's like anything if you like if you think all the way back to when you first started and like you used to have to think about trying to change hands with the gun and like they were all like you were using mental uh, like processes and like mental power up to like actually like where's my foot, how do I stand, but now it's all second nature. So I think I think anything like that, the more you think about it, the more you do it, the more it just, you don't have to think about it anymore, it just happens. <laughs> uh, well, 
Um, yeah, I guess like, oh, what was I going to say to that? I forgot. Sorry, Scotty. No, uh, you're right. It's all good. I, I think even now I still try to tighten everything up. Like as I'm playing, you still you still think like, oh, is could my foot still be in a little bit tighter or like uh, is my knee too far out and something? It's just making looking at the one percent of the one percenters and just trying to make it tighter and tighter to where like you just hone it in and you don't have to worry about it no more. Yeah, no, I like it. Oh, it's uh, sounds like you definitely got your head in the in the right spot. It's uh. Well, I guess, you know, to have, I don't, I don't think I've ever really seen many people, um, you know, just, just hit the strides so quickly, but it's, it's interesting. It's, there's, there seems to be like a wave of, of young guys coming through now that um, are getting good quick. So it's good. Yeah. I like it. That's why I, I want to know, like, what, what are you guys doing? And, uh, but I guess, you know, you, you've got things that weren't there uh, like 10 or 15 years ago, like with YouTube and stuff like that. So I'm keen to know a, a, just a bit more about that. Like, are you watching like raw footage stuff, or are you, are you watching like you know Dynasty dissected or something like that? Any of that? Yeah, so <laughs> kind of thing. Like middle of last year is when I bought a BKR account, so I pay monthly for that. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's like twenty dollars a month, Oz dollars. So, um, I've had that ever since, and then you know you got your Go Sports and stuff, and they. They do breakdowns on that now and all that and YouTube and all that. So you just got to, I think you just got to invest in it. If you really want to do it, you just got to invest your time and money into it to get better. And eventually, you, you know, your destiny will take its path and do whatever it's meant to do. Yeah. No, it's 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 cool. Like I've, I've heard a, a fair bit about BKR, but I've never really uh, like looked into it. Is it? Like, are you, are you happy? Obviously, you you still got your subscription. You're happy with it? Like, you you seem to be getting results from it? Yeah, of course. Like, there's things on there that you would never learn in Australia unless you're on that website. So, I mean, like, if you want to be the best at anything, you got to give yourself the opportunity to be the best. And that's that's an opportunity. Like, if you're not watching that, or you're not taking the time out of your day to take in their notes, then you're not trying to make yourself the best paintballer you can be. Yeah, no, it's that's cool. Like, it's it, what what kind of stuff are you getting on BKR? Like, I yeah, I haven't really looked into it. Obviously, cause I'm not playing, so it's not yeah. it's not something that I've like uh, really wanted to to spend the money on. But like, yeah, I'm just keen to know. Like, yeah, they, they've you, got like um. They break down like situations like a three on two or two on ones or they they break down like rating systems of certain bunkers and like uh, bunkers you want to be in in a one on one, bunkers you want to avoid when you're in a one on one and stuff and they just go through like literally everything. They, they have, Marcelo does one of where he breaks down game footage, like just not of himself but of like Russians and things like that. And just watching him break it down and him asking the what the like the whys and hows of why that point happened, then you ask it as well. Because of course you've got a different perception than him, so you might come out with like maybe not a better outcome, but hopefully the same outcome if it's a winning point, but different like in different ways. Yeah. No, it's 
that's awesome. Like it's uh, it sounds really, really cool. Like I wish it, if I was playing like just from the little bit you've told me, I'd I'd be on it for sure. Um, because that's what I've always said about um, like especially the dynasty guys. I know a lot of them have spent so much time in in the country, but they just like they've they've just done it so many times. Like they've been in those situations again and again, and they're the kind of guys that you might have been in that three on one situation once or twice in your whole career whereas those guys might have been in it 30 times but at, so they've got the statistics behind them that they know like okay this this is what worked and this is what didn't and this is what you know paintball is a, a lot of chance i guess as well so sometimes people you go well this worked but like really it didn't like you were just in the right place at the right time sort of thing so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it is chances but like uh if you're a student of the game like you always want to try to put the chances in your favor. Like, yeah, for sure. That's what they're all like. They're they're just all students of the game, so they're always trying to learn. Like, sure, they they might be at the top of paintball at this period in time, but like they're trying to learn. They're trying to get better themselves. Yeah, and that's I I guess um the hardest thing if you've got like like what you've done you know you're seeking out the people that are better than you you're always pushing if if you're at, if you are at the top of the game it, it would be hard to like that you couldn't just go you know down the road and find the better team to go and play against so yeah. it's good that those guys are still you know that they're, they're doing so well but they're still so driven to push it's that's awesome yeah i like it it's a big yeah, advertisement for bkr <laughs> yeah bki oh i sorry i yeah <laughs> sorry no you're right I'm a, you can tell how, how like hip and cool I am with all these things. Yeah. BK, what does that even stand for? Um, pretty sure it stands for best kids in Texas. Yeah, nice. Okay. Because <laughs> Grace and Goff originally started it and then, you know, it just escalated from there. So, yeah, and I, I guess with COVID and all that, um, they've probably got a lot more free time on their hands to, to put, to put content up. So, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts and stuff people can watch as well. So, like, yeah. I just even listening to podcasts, listening to people talk about paintball, if you're, like, in the right state of mind and you're trying to learn, you can learn something off them just by talking about it. You don't have to watch films. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, Well, I know, like, Gaddy brought that up uh, when I was chatting to him. It's, like, a similar thing. He said that he just loves to hear, like, the old school guys tell stories because... Like there's always something to learn from from yeah. stories, paintball stories. Yeah, <laughs> I do admire all the old dogs. Yeah, I love listening to their stories because you know they've been there for ten, fifteen years. They've seen the things before we've seen them. So yeah, oh, I guess you guys are lucky. You've come in at a good time because uh, all that knowledge and everything sort of starting to get out on the internet now. So you can yeah. consume it a lot easier. You don't have to go and hunt the hunt the guys out of retirement and, and pick their brains. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I've just been, uh, like, the reason, you know, like, I think I only met you uh, towards the end of last year and we've only ha had a couple of chats, but um, I know we, we did talk at Total War um, only briefly again as well. And, yeah, you told me, like, just uh, a bit about, you know, your, your plans for the sport and, and your goals and stuff like that and yeah it just blew me away like how uh how dedicated and um like keen you are for the sport so you're yeah, uh, i think yeah i think see. that's just me in life in general i just 
I just want to be the best at everything. And it, it's not it's not so I can look down on people. It's just so like uh, it's just hard to explain. You just want to be success successful in anything you do. Like uh um yeah, like it's not for everyone. Not everyone dedicates their life to paintball. I'm pretty sure some people might look at me and be like, oh, he's just this kid's just wasting his time at his dreams or whatever, but I don't care what anyone says. Like, and I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to get whatever I want. So, Yeah, I, I like it. No, that's, that's it. It's um, the, the, the sport's growing. There's, there's people making a living off it. And uh, it's uh, like, if, if anything, it's, it's, it's hitting its highs again from, uh, you know, the sport had a bit of a lull after like the, like 2010 that sort of period so i think now's the time to be to be crushing at the sport and i wouldn't listen to any any of the haters just do what you want man if you're yeah. enjoying it then do it like be the best uh you know be the best in the country that's uh that's and, and beyond i i reckon they're great goals to have so you know i mentioned that conversation we had at, at total war did you want to tell the listeners like um yeah some of your your plans and your goals for for paintball what you have for yourself well I feel like my goals are always changing for paintball, but like, I guess the aspirations still stay the same as like always wanting to be at the top, like the highest level. So when I originally started playing, I wanted to play on the webcast. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be like on TV, TV, I guess you could say like, and now it's just gone. It's just like a snowball effect in, uh, I guess my aspiration and aspirations right now would be to like play in NXL pros, but I know that's not easy. So my goals are to play division division three, division two events, train with teams at that level, like learn from them, and then hopefully that progresses into something bigger. Like just exposure is the big biggest thing, and I think that's a good thing to be in Sydney for, like with the Super Sevens events. Like you get to play against the Greenspans and the Yarbas and the Marcellos, so you you're playing against the highest competition and and you've got the webcast there to show it. So it's just that's that's time to strap on your boots and show everyone what you got. Yeah, no, I like it. I, and yeah, what like just echoing what you said about exposure. Like so many times, I used to get asked, you know, by these semi-pro guys, they'd say, oh what do I, how do I get on a pro team? What, what do I need to do to, you know, make it on SWAT or, or do this? And I always used to say to them, like, they, they, they'd always say, they'd say something like, oh, but I had a really good event last event. We finished first. And it's like, well, you guys are in semi-pro though. Like you're down on the bottom field. Like none of the pro players are watching you. So it's, it's a training and it's being around all those players and being noticed. And that's, that's yeah. like exposure is a massive, unfortunately, like it is, you know, it's not like, uh, soccer or anything like that where we have a hundred kids turn up and and you've got like the the coaches there watching the them and like oh we'll pick the best kids out like it's you've just got to be it's so, so small you've got to be around those guys so i like that like yeah ex, yeah what you hit on exposure there it's it's yeah. a massive thing in the sport and you really got to get in front of the right people and uh and show off <laughs> just have, yeah, have a well, good day i suppose sometimes like at training you've got to be a pest as well to all the better players, you just gotta like go in their pit. They're probably all looking at you like, "Oh, what's he doing in here?" But you just go in there. You just 
sit in the corner, you just listen, you just watch. Like, that's what I essentially did some weekends, like with SWAT. You just sit in the corner of the pit and you just listen to the Alex Orr's talk or the, the Ringo's or the Ryan Jackers and you just hear and just have a listen to what they say and just interpret it your way. That's the only thing I can say to people to get better and just just go out there and say hello to people. Like people aren't as scary as they might seem. I know I might seem scary because I don't talk sometimes, but just come up and say hello and just just say, hey, I want to get better. When are you going out the train next? And Saturday. Just come out on Saturday and do some drills. And then next thing you know, we're mates from then on. Yeah, and you'll see a lot with paintballers as well. Like, it, it is pretty hard to actually get people to come out in the field. So, like, I know if I had people saying, come and train, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I've actually got someone to train with. So, yeah, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, the more the merrier when it comes to practice. Um, oh, Hopefully people will see this this right now and like message me or something because I'm always looking for people to train with. I don't I don't discriminate against skill level. Like if if you're not as good as me, I'll help you get better. Like me helping you getting better is helping me like getting better at a teaching role, which is essentially making me better at the sport as well. Yeah, it's actually like like when you say that it brought up something there was a i was reading a facebook post um earlier today and this guy uh, i was way graham actually um you know saying uh, uh something about like he, he doesn't feel like he's very good at paintball and i, I was thinking i was going to comment but i didn't I'll, I'll probably do after after this episode but he was saying something along the lines of like oh i'm not very good and i always used to think like um the easiest way to tell if you've gotten better at something is by teaching someone else. And if you're at the point where you're teaching people, then normally it means you're starting to get a hold on things and even just going over the basics again and again is good. So yeah, that's. Uh, even I, like when you look at that, who, if you're saying you're not, not good at the sport, who are you comparing yourself to? Cause I can guarantee some of these people would be comparing themselves to like a Marcelo or a Greenspan or someone else that plays their position specifically. But I think you should compare yourself to them a little bit, but compare yourself to yourself a lot more than them because at the end of the day, you're the one getting better than yourself. No one else is getting better than you. Yeah, I like it. No, yeah. it's, uh, that's, that's, that's what yeah, I think great. sometimes when I go out and train. There might be people at the gate that are better than you, but you you're there to make yourself better. So just worry about that. Yeah. No, that's it. It's um that goes for a lot of things in life. Uh yeah, it's a good it's a yeah, I love that point. It's it's a good one, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh because that, that's it. And and if you keep just trying to improve, like eventually, um, like I know it happened in my career, like you all of a sudden you're beating down on these guys that you used to be scared of. And then you're just like, well, hang on. I can beat these guys now. And then yeah, next well, thing, yeah. <laughs> the first couple of times I played on the pro field, I got absolutely like demolished by Ben Simpson. Not not just once or twice, but like I could probably count on, count on two hands the amount of times that he like just pushed me head face into the ground. <laughs> And I was like, oh, do I really want to do this? Is this the sport I want to play? Like, 
that's just how much it hurt. Like you just got to like um, push through that and just, you know, and, and now I'm competing against them. So you just got to push through it. Yeah. No, that's, I like it. You'll, uh, and yeah, that's it. You'll, you'll get there. You'll eventually like, you'll start putting it on them. And um, like, I remember back, like I, I'm a little bit sidetracked, but back in the day, like when I was playing with this, like with Ben and, and all that, um, you know, we used to come to practice and we'd always say that like, Oh, we don't have anyone like good to practice against, but it was like, oh, we didn't really fear the other team at the, at the gate, but it wasn't until we split up and it was like SWAT on SWAT and, and then that was like, holy crap, like, is this what other teams have to deal with when they play against Ben Simpson? Like, yeah, yeah so I've been on the, the receiving end of uh, many put-downs by him as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people have, but, you know, you, you take them and you give them two. So I'm just yeah. waiting for the day when I absolutely give it to him. <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this and just going to, but, you know, that's, yeah. it's, you need that that rivalry if the um you know you, you need the other team to push back to to push you further and um you know the the guys that go out there and and stay in the small pond and just play you know the the team that always stays in semi pro the team that always stays in amateur like they're never going to get better than than the, the ceiling of amateur like so yeah. that's you've always got to be against the best um but I just wanted to circle back around a little bit. Like, you know, you said your aspirations sort of stay the same, but your goals are constantly shifting. Like what, how, have you got any goals sort of set in mind or like how you're going to achieve getting into like the NXL and into D3 or D2? Well, I did have like some solid goals written down at the start of this year to what I wanted to do, but because COVID hit, they've just been thrown out the window. But um, I guess the easiest way would be, like, I've always had this vision in my mind to just work at a paintball factory, like a dye or a Dave Baines, like, field or something at DMG and just um, work and play for a couple of months, you know, just live the road life and just do whatever, just go with the flow and just play paintball. Um. Goals right now for paintball, I think it's just to get back into it, like just have fun with friends just because everything's up in the air at the moment. So I don't really have any set goals, but I guess those go those goals are Div 2, Div 3. Um, like hopefully try out with DMG down the road, try out with just any team. I don't care who it is. I just want to play in America. Yeah. Like goals i like it it's uh you, i guess like you um it's good like it sounds like you're not just going to go anywhere like you you've got an idea of a few places you want to go to but yeah you, i guess you just don't want to end up in like the equivalent of tamworth uh you know for paintball in america and you, you want to no, try and find somewhere I, that's that's yeah. like a paintball hub <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to go backwards just yeah keep moving forward like just looking at bigger better things i guess it is Anything that's bigger and better than what I've got now, that's what I pursue, like pursuit for. So, yeah, I love it. It's uh, it's cool. Like, you know, I think when I was twenty one and and like your point in paintball, I just had no clue. I was just sort of floating around. So I love it that you've got goals. Like you, you said, you're you're writing things down. Like, yeah, yeah it's cool, well, man. Actually, when I 
when I decided like I wanted to give this sport a go, it was like a big turning point in my life as well. Like a lot of a lot of things had to happen, and I was like, oh, like what can I do to break up just the normal day of my life? So paintball was a thing. Like I I did play basketball pretty seriously for like six years, and I the love of the game just went for me on that. So I was like, all right, what can be the next thing that I want to like? try to be the best at and that this was it yeah no it's cool it's uh you got it yeah 100 that's uh, i like it just 100 percent um into it it's it's the only way to be really <laughs> no, yeah, I, it. It. yeah. I, I i think um if i wasn't successful as i was and like i didn't love it i'd not love it if i if i didn't like if i wasn't as good as it as I was, then I wouldn't keep playing because um, uh, it's weird to say, but yeah, sorry, sorry. that's just weird. No, no, it's like I, I know, like I, I know, I keep bringing like I keep bringing myself up. Like I, I feel like I'm talking about myself heaps, but like I just see lots of similarities. So that's like really the only way I sort of find to relate uh, is to talk about myself. But like I feel the same. Like I when I first started, like, it was just that I felt like I was okay at paintball to begin with. So then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm half decent at this. I'm going to have a crack. Whereas with other sports, like I played AFL for bloody like 15 years and it was always a struggle just to be okay at that. So yeah. like, um, yeah, no, I, I feel what I feel you mean there. Like, yeah, yeah. like, that's exactly how I felt. Cause with basketball, I wasn't naturally talented at all. So all the skill that I had was worked for. But with paintball, I guess when I first come into the sport, like I had a bit of an idea, like I had a bit of a talent and all this. So I just, I just went for it from then on because I was like, oh, I'm actually, this might actually be a thing. I might actually be good at this sport. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and it can be, um, like it can be addictive because like it you like i know for me i went from being like the you know last pick of like the the team to being like you know everyone's like oh come play for us come play for us at paintball so i guess it can be the same like you know all of a sudden you you're really struggling you know in basketball trying to trying to make something happen and then all of a sudden you just you step on the paintball field and people are like come play with us and yeah uh, you see it's hard too because if you're not six foot seven and you're not African-American and you can't dunk, it's quite hard. So yeah. like being a, being a six-foot six white kid that can't jump, you know, it was pretty hard to compete against those big athletic uh, Americans over in the States that we would usually compete with. Yeah, I guess uh, paintball is, does take that a bit out of it. Like there, you look at the pro division in the States and there's all shapes and sizes of, of guys and ages as well. Like, um, I forget his name, but from X factor, that guy that's, you know, the old dude that plays for X factor. Uh, uh, Alex Martinez. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's all shapes and sizes that play um, paintball. So yeah, you, I think... you don't just have to fit one mold. Yeah. That's the thing. What made me buy it as well was like, the strategic side of it because it wasn't just based off athletic ability that made you good you had to actually think for paintball to like yeah you have to think to make yourself a better player so i think that's what really made me really bite the bullet and want to play and make myself better 
yeah it's i always always likened it to chess boxing people people whenever they ask me about paintball because it's it is like that you you've got to be aggressive and you have to be like you have to have some sort of athleticism you have to be able to run and sprint and be quick but you got to think because there's there's a pretty there's good paintballs but they're not very smart and they're the kind of guys that when coaching was around they were great because you could tell them what to do and, and all that kind of stuff but um when, yeah without coaching you put them on their own and uh some guys sort of crumble at that thing so yeah it's a definitely a thinking man's game <laughs> it's, I think that's what i love just like trying to outsmart the, the opposition that's my most favorite part about this sport is just they're they're trying to think what you're thinking but like in the back of your mind you you just like know sometimes like oh, I'm, I'm just going to get this guy with smarts you don't even have to gun battle sometimes you just wait for him to run past the lane yeah that's i love to see it in you know and it does come down i'm sure yeah that's where that bki stuff comes in when it comes down to those really low number situations that's like um that's when you know mental side of things like even in one-on-ones it's you can just outplay the other guy not even shoot a ball or you could shoot one ball and that's it well like yeah i could i could say this like um round one this year we played the eskimos and it come down to a one-on-one with me and Timmy Colgan. Anyway, we are like diagonal on both sides of the field. And I recognised that he only stayed on one side of the Dorito. So you got all these massive bricks in the middle of the field where you can just walk pretty much and no one can see you. So I guess from me, like studying BKI and studying film, I saw that opportunity and I took it and, you know, we come out on top on that one but if i you know that's just one possibility there's always different possibilities yeah and, and that's like what i was talking about touching on uh like earlier when i was saying those like percentages and stuff because and, and chance because sometimes like you you'll run something like that and it won't work you'd be like damn that sucked but like really if you ran it like a hundred times like it'd work 99 percent of the time like sometimes you just get caught out on that one percent so yeah it's um no i love that it's that's i I just love watching guys go to work like watching um you know even the americans and but there's so many aussies that do it as well just um like carl's carl simpson's a a classic i'm sure everyone would, would know who he is uh who does it just yeah think thinking man <laughs> out there just, yeah, just playing with his brain yeah actually brendan heath said something on your podcast the other night too about because he's he refs it so he sees uh like uh some plays on the field and he said he wish he could play the weekend after and like do the same moves that we do and stuff i think uh bki helps in that way and so does podcast listening and stuff like they're telling you the situation that they've been in and you might possibly be in that situation and you could remember what they've said and that could help you out to push the chances in your favor yeah no it's true it's um yeah there's only so many uh possibilities and 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 that's the 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 thing about paintball is i guess as well is like a lot of other sports we can go um in soccer you can go out in the backyard and kick a football around like you can't you can't do that with paintball so I guess the more opportunities you have to do paintball away from the field, 
and it sounds like you've really tapped into something there like uh with facebook and oh sorry with youtube and, and bki and stuff it's uh yeah yeah i mean like i'm a semi-lazy individual too like <laughs> i i always contemplate going out and working out so sometimes when i say like oh i don't want to go for that run i'll just sit down and watch film so either way you are getting better somehow if if you're asking the proper questions of why and how yeah no, it's it's true as long, as long as you're putting your brain to something not just sitting there on the on facebook in the scroll hole or whatever it is yeah <laughs> yeah oh cool so um like what other kind of things are you doing are you doing any like besides paintball drills and and that kind of stuff are you doing any like you said going to the gym and working out is that the kind of stuff you're focusing on as well like do you do any other kind of uh like strength and conditioning or anything um well here and there me and jacka would like go to the park two three times a week like do slide dive training you know the typical people look at you like what the hell are these guys doing but we do push-ups and sit-ups and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess my work keeps me in reasonably fit condition, like being a bricklayer. You know, it's, some might say it's not tough, but I think it's tough, so that keeps me fit and healthy. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to uh, start wrapping things up. But uh, before we, we go, I've actually uh, we've got Connor Johnson, who's my – yeah, first he's he's on the the top tier of the Patreon, and he gets to ask uh, ask questions of the guests. So he, he's uh, put a question forward, and he wants to know the origin of the nickname Ricky Bobby. Well, funny story. Um, it was me, Jonesy, and Joey Jameson driving to actually the first sevens event I actually ever played, and it's late at night. It's cold. It's raining, and I'm driving. And we're on the we're we're on the highway, and I am speeding. Um, and then Jonesy just starts yelling out "Ricky Bobby" and all this, so that's where it came from. Just speeding, I guess. Ricky Bobby <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and those uh, that don't know, if if you haven't seen Talladega Nights, uh, yeah, real Ricky Bobby comes from. Yeah, <laughs> watch um, it; it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, Shake and Bake was a, a thing here and there, but. That that's gone out of its face, thank God. <laughs> you just yeah, walk that was... to the field and you just hear everyone yell out, "Shake and bake!" And like, I'm not usually the like the classic hype man. I'm I'm usually the one in the corner that's always quiet and just you know go out there and do my thing. But yeah, yeah, no, it was a, it was a big it was big with the like Geelong Extreme Boys. I remember when they were playing. That was their shake and bake. Like that was our. I'm pretty sure we even had calls like shake and bake meant to do something like go run the guy down or something like that. I don't know. It was <laughs> it's like anything like Borat. Borat was uh when that movie came out, everyone was quoting it. It's just uh, one of those things. <laughs> uh, no, I've never watched the whole movie of Borat. I think I was I was too young for my parents to want to want me to watch it when it come out so i just never bothered yeah you haven't you're not missing too much <laughs> so uh bef- before you, i let you go as well uh while you've got the air here did you did you want to uh do like any shout outs to any people or any sponsors um i think just the obvious ones would be mike 
from Action and Johnny as well. Just those two guys helping out with SWAT. Um, I'd also like to shout out, you know, the Eskimos, Jamie, Nathan. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be playing paintball, and I'm sure a lot of other people wouldn't be too. That's, yeah, just those three people, four people. Yeah. No. Okay, short and sweet. I like it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, uh, last question before we wrap things up. Is there someone that you could recommend for the show? Um, I would recommend Matt Kling, only because he's done what I want to do. Um, I feel like he stepped away from paintball a little as, as well, so I think he'd have an open-eyed view on some of the things um, you know, that he experienced. Um, maybe also Adam Connolly. Yeah. You know, I've... I've heard he's a bit of a legend, so it'd be good to hear from him. I, I don't know too much about Adam, so I'd like to hear his story. Yeah, Adam's one of those guys. He's he has done a lot, and uh, he was he was yeah like really really uh, um, like into things and like really driven. But he's sort of uh yeah I, I think working at a paintball field like working in paintball and uh, and playing can sort of they conflict and and eventually you got one's got to give so he's he's pretty guarded about like what he what he's been up to so hopefully i can twist his arm um uh, yeah and and maddie kling as well i've i've uh i've had a few chats to him to try and get him on but um i'll keep i'll keep trying <laughs> yeah well yeah hopefully he can get on because i think a lot of people could learn from him too because you know he's a i'm not sure how old he is but he's around my age i think so he, he can um, we can see eye to eye on a couple of things. Yeah, he's uh, oh, it blew my mind. It was sort of I'd stepped out a little bit, like I wasn't paying attention that much, and just when I saw that he was wearing the blue, the dynasty blue, I just went, what? Like, what is this? Like, well, <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah, I was so pumped for him. When I first started playing was when he like was on dynasty, I think. I was like, "What? This kid's from. This kid is like from where I'm from, pretty much like Sydney, Australia, like Perth kind of area." Yeah. And he's doing what I want to do, so that made me believe that I could do it. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, I was so pumped. Like, I don't really care who it is. Like, when the Expendables were over in like crushing it and STK over in Europe, like any anyone from this part of the world, Australia, New Zealand, anyone doing anything on the on the world scene of paintball is cool. I, I don't care who they are, I'll get behind them. Well, hopefully in a couple of years it'll be me, Scotty, so you can... Yeah, and uh, like ha- have you got any, like to get over there, have you got any like contacts or, or anything like that over, have you been in talks with anyone or, or do you uh-huh. know... I've been talking to, like, the American pros at Sevens, like uh, Chad, Chad George. I've been talking to him a lot about it, and he's helped me a lot. Um, talked to Justin Cornell at round one, and he said he can definitely help me. So it's just a, just a matter of patience with this virus, hoping it goes away soon or, you know, whatever you believe in. Uh, and then... Full steam ahead from there. Yeah, awesome. Well, well, if anyone is listening and they, and they, you know, have any contacts or or can help out, um, let's get 
Ricky Bobby over to America. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Trust me, I'll never forget either. I might yeah. act like I forget sometimes, but I never forget. <laughs> no, and we can all say uh, we know that guy <laughs> <laughs> when you're standing there with your NXL trophy. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. I yeah, I was really really pumped at like when when he told me that, and I was yeah, that's why I was so keen to get you on and and have a chat. So yeah, I hope all the best for you, man. Like I've uh, yeah, watching you in the small space that I've known you for, just um, yeah, you're such a driven guy, and you you're getting results for the work you're putting in. So I hope uh, you know, for yourself, but also for other people in the sport that like, can see that that hard work pays off, and uh. Yeah, fingers crossed we're, we're back out playing and you can start chalking up some Ws. Yeah, hopefully, you know, just go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. Or like, not, I think it's good to not, like, uh, get annoyed when things don't go your way. Just happy either way. So I think a lot of people should take that on board. Just go with the flow and just be happy and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, that's it. Just just be thankful that we can play paintball because it's not it's not happening everywhere in the world. So yeah, oh, that's it. It's awesome. Well, yeah, fing- fingers crossed for you, man. And I'll, I'll be I'll be rooting for you. I want to see you uh, crushing it out there in uh in the states. So good luck with everything. And uh, thanks for having a chat with us. No, uh, thank you, Scotty. Cheers. That is a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball. Thank you once again, Ricky Bobby, for sitting down and having a chat. Roderick's such an awesome guy, having his mind so focused on exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, I just think this next generation of paintballers have it so good. You know, there's so much content out there on you know free stuff on YouTube, and then as we talked about, what I call BKR, but. <laughs> Ricky helped me with BKI paintball. Uh, There's just so much extra knowledge out there for these guys to just start on the front foot. So I'm really excited to see where his future takes him as well as there's so many kids like this coming up in Sydney. I know now the laws have changed and you can play as a 12 year old. It's gonna be very exciting what the next few years have to to hold for for these up and coming players and these up and coming teams. So it's an exciting time in paintball for me, uh, just watching how far these guys can soar and you know take the game to the next level in the country and uh, hopefully start you know spreading the brand of Australian paintball to the wider region. Yeah, I think you've always got to make sure that you're looking not just at paintballers, just look at successful athletes from any sport. There's a lot of content out there that you can follow. A lot of people that have done similar things have They've pushed all different kinds of fields right to the top. And yeah, I just want to leave everyone with a little bit of extra reading. If you, you know, if this is something that you really want to chase, there's a, a book that I know quite a lot of very, very successful athletes have, have said that this helped them quite a lot. It's called With Winning in Mind, and it's uh, authored by Lanny Basham. Yeah, it's a book about the mental management system that Lanny himself sort of created back in the 70s when he was going through the Olympics trying to win a gold medal. Um, it's something that he's yeah, developed over many years. I've listened to quite a few podcasts with him. He's uh, a great author, someone that, yeah, he's helped so many Olympians and, and athletes get to the top of their field. 
but I think don't get too hung up on all this sports mental management stuff you know you think oh I'm not going to be I just want someone that wants to enjoy a game or someone that wants to go out there but these kind of things that you learn I find in all these uh, you know mental management mental toughness sort of things help in life they help when you go through adversity with a job a career or you know in relationships and things like that so um, any anything like this I find yeah it's going to help you not only in sport but just become a, a stronger person uh, in life so again that book's called with winning in mind and it's by Lanny Basham and yeah just a real world example of how that book's worked there's a, a guy I follow quite closely in the world of competitive shooting pistol shooting his name's Hwon Sik Kim so he was born in South Korea he moved to the US to study and in 2014 the first time he picked up a pistol and in 2016 he was winning uh, pistol competitions in America he's now a few years on you know moving to become he's, he's pushing to become the world champion he's a, he's got second a couple of times and he himself has said that you know this book was a massive help to him but he was someone that studied endlessly other sports so he said he he was always watching NFL players how they move because him himself was someone that you know hadn't even besides picking up a pistol until 2014 he hadn't really looked at sports at all so he really had to learn how to move and how to become an athlete so again I'll throw these two things in the show notes they were just something that in the few recent years that I've I've looked at and they've really helped me uh, career-wise and also just uh, in sports that I've been doing as well so you know, look to other athletes, see what they're doing, how they think, you know, guys like Tiger Woods, like you want to know what made that guy so so successful, what was he thinking, what was he doing to push himself so far in the sport, they don't always have to be paintballers, so this was something that I was going to try and cover in some of my other episodes as well, so I thought I'd just throw it out at the end of this one, so if you stuck through this long, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Down Under Paintball.